This week on Final Frontiers, we discuss episode 7 of Alias, Colorblind. Uh, my name is Matthew. I'm Mitchell. All right, this is uh, directed by Jack Bender, who, uh, <laughs> he directed a lot of Alias, he directed a shitload of Lost, he directed some Under the Dome, some Alcatraz, some Felicity, some uh, ah, that... bunch of TV movies. Now, Felicity is J.J. Abrams as well? Yes. Okay. And uh, his sole theatrical effort was Child's Play 3. Yeah. So... Uh, the the uh, Chucky movies, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, this episode was uh, written by uh, Alex Kurtzman and uh, Roberto Orchi, the clear-eyed rationalist skeptic <laughs> for 9-11 and Boston Marathon bombings that he is. Yeah. As we learned last week, the beginning and end of a plot description on Wikipedia, it's not necessarily congruent to the beginning and ending of the episode. Right. As it aired, so bear with there's us. Some, there's some flash forwards, uh, point ah, plot point wise. Yeah, and some uh, some regression on this one. So. Did you? Do you know there's an alias wiki? I I'm not going to go there. It's it's going to be too many spoilers. Well, I mean, okay. So after like I I looked at it to some to refresh is it just, myself. Is it just alias dot wikia dot? Uh, or is probably that, as I'm smart ass name. Yeah, it's like oh no, it's S- not like SD the, wick. SD. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Some, nothing like that? Nothing like Wick Directorate or any bullshit. Mm. Nothing, nothing fun. So why'd you look at it? So just to like ca- have a, ca- a catch-up. Because like as you've pointed out, as you've pointed to me quite literally on your notes, like this shit makes no sense. I was trying uh-huh. to make sense of like, wait a minute, who? how come he knows? And why was he the, the spoiler alert? Why was he the killer of... Right. I don't know why I'm saying spoiler alert when we're summarizing a show that we expect people to watch from yeah. nigh on, what, 15 years ago? Uh-huh, uh-huh. About, yeah, but anyway, so I, I, I read it to like catch up on everything, and that's it, like it has everything pretty much in uh, order that it's aired in the show, mm-hmm. and it had that point of like, oh, this is where Vaughn comes in and t- and tells dwarf fans like, oh, that was just a little test, and you did great, right? Here's a uh, go to town on this fritter. I <laughs> should have thrown him a fritter. Like, I know how much you love fritters, so there you go. All right, we're 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 we're, we're gonna get to uh, to Marshall Flankman. It's important. Yes, we we have to talk about him this week. Yeah, uh, but first, let's read the uh, the episode summary from from this Wikipedia editor of uh, colorblind, ar- arguable colorblind. literacy. Yeah, colorblind, <laughs> arguable literacy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after helping Shepard escape from the asylum in Bucharest, Sydney discovers the shocking connection he has with her past. He was brainwashed by SD six and programmed to kill her fiance, among others. Sloane is confronted by. Alliance representative Elaine Kristoff, after the computer worm affair blows up, whom suggests that one or more moles may have infiltrated SD6. Will Tippin continues to investigate the Eloise Kurtz, alias Kate Jones, who now claims to have been Danny's mistress. He makes an appointment with her, but when he goes to her place, it has been emptied and repainted and she is gone. Later, she's found dead in Echo Park. See, this happened last week. Didn't happen... Anyway. Oh, wait, wait. We had well, that. Well, he went to her empty, repainted apartment last week. Correct. Right. Uh, Sydney, in the meantime, understands that Shepard is not really responsible for Danny's murder, but he's been used by the SD6 very much like herself. She lets him go and tells SD6 that he went totally insane and committed suicide jumping from a bridge near the frontier with Bucharest. Upon her return to Los Angeles, she learns the truth about her father's involvement in her mother's death 20 years earlier. It was his fault because he was fleeing from another car when they had the accident. But Sid also learns for sure that he was not involved with KGB. He tells her that during the Cold War, everybody was suspicious of illegal activities, so he was investigated as a routine process. Okay, which begs the question, then why the fuck did you run from that car? Like, hey, what's up? He doesn't know who's chasing him. 
That's true. It could be a K directorate. It could or be the K- uh, KGB at the time. It could be uh, what's what is it? He wasn't involved. But he DTF. Wasn't... What's the name of that? DTL. DTL. No, FTL. <laughs> FTL. Yeah. Not not DTF. The Federation Alliance of Affiliates. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm pointing to your point is he he didn't know who was chasing him, mm-hmm. but I guess I guess it could have been the KGB and he thought it was the sure. FBI because. He was the CIA, so I guess if you're the CIA, if the CIA and the FBI at the time just assume everyone that's not that that one entity uh-huh. uh, to be KGB, just probably for the sake of the well-being of their information. Like, don't just assume like, FBI is cool. Nah, they're probably working with the KGB. I mean, that's how I think w- things would go on a need-to-know basis. Uh, trust no one. Yeah. But as we've seen earlier, everyone is just Treats showing everybody else their fucking files. Like, oh yeah, pull that file you wanted. Which uh, <laughs> there you go. You're right, well, what, well, 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 did well, you well. notice the font on the classified stamps? Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Too well, bad it says classified. Well, <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so far already in this episode, good filmmaking. Good filmmaking, interesting choice of soundtrack. Tracking shots, wide-angle lenses, uh, close-ups. Uh, it seems like they're actually, it's like a modern TV show. Yeah. Which uh, I'm not used to. The, the big, bald or- orderly in Bucharest yeah. is uh, played by Derek Mears. Derek Mears. Who's, who's the, uh, what, the, the guy who plays uh, Jason in the, in the new Friday the 13th movie. What do you mean new? The most recent. Which was like, what, 2008? Oh, like uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be eight years ago. Sure, but sure. Uh, yeah, he, he is Hollywood's like preeminent big bald stunt guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, also interviewed in an episode of I Was There Too. So. This sounds like something that he would write into his. I no, I am Hollywood's preeminent. Is every <laughs> I wrote it myself into my notes. Okay, on his behalf. So. When he's when he's the one guest that we get, yeah. Well, uh, when we stop asking him things about Matt Gorley's house, yeah. Uh, then we'll get he can into thank me uh, get into the goddamn uh, Web 2.0 and write your own summation of his work as a stuntman into IMDb. Now IMDb deletes everything I had. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I think you're so cute, huh? <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah, I noticed the the whole kind of distracting, like the because you go from like the. The previously on Alias, uh-huh. like sound clips, which is all this techno matrix kind of music. Right. And you go into the scene where she's being uh, beaten and tortured. Mm-hmm. And it's this very, like, like almost like 1940-ish horror movie. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Swelly violins uh-huh. and orchestrated. And it also reminded me of... It's also, like, very, like, Ren and Stimpy or, like, cartoonish, mm-hmm. where it's just, like, something, like, in the background that's sure. just obviously, uh, like, a, like a, I don't know. It feels like it was just clips or... Like, what is that called? Like do, uh, public domain production music. Yeah, production that they yeah, like, yeah. do in the background for that scene, which didn't make sense because then it, as soon as like she get like, when Alias is running around, man, it's like a MDA party. Just that techno music comes out. Yeah, that's what I. Uh, that's what it says. Great tension. That's awesome music in my notes. <laughs> and the uh, that guy interrogating Alias. Uh, he, I think he understands Alias the show. Does he? he the guy interrogating Alias the spy. Which we insist on calling her. I think that he understands the show better than than I do. Even Why it seems that? like he has a very clear understanding of the parties involved and their relationships to one another and the premise. And because he's a K directorate guy, who's uh, right. he's like, hey Sydney, I know all about you. And she's like, no, you don't. And then he electrocutes her, and it's not nice. No, 
Uh-huh. Kind of a dick thing. Like, hey, I can tell you some stuff about yourself, but well, just a minute. Well, 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 what kind of a person tortures another person? A dick. Get, person? A, get yeah. a life. Yeah. It's pointless. Stop it. Cut it out. Is there something more entertaining than torturing people? I mean, pretty much, I'd have to assume everything I do for entertainment is more fun than torturing someone, but I've never tortured someone. That's true. I have don't no have I, stomach for it. I could have... Well, you don't know that. I don't, I don't want to know that. You could love torturing I, people. I, I, I could see... Because then you got to live with the whole, like, like oh, yeah, I tortured that one guy. Mm, yeah. I feel bad about that. I feel bad about, like, the the toys I stole as a child from other children. Stole toys from other talk, children? You could argue that we're, uh, we're torturing the listeners oh, but for, for 50 minutes a week. 50 minutes a week, yeah. Yeah. No, the listeners are smarter than us. They were just give, they've given up on the show like we should have tried to give up on making sense of it. Uh, they've given up on Alias or this show? This show. Oh. Yeah. One of my, you know, I'll tell you what I like more than torture is uh, identifying character actors. And at the Chinese restaurant. Oh, James Wong? Hong. James Hong. James Hong shows up, who uh, the listener recognized him immediately. What's uh, name five things that James Hong is in? You can gonna, do it. I was going to say, no one puts, my, my joke that I prepared for this was no one puts James Hong in a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. But literally everyone has put James Hong in a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Name five things. Do uh, it. You can sand, do it. Oh, sand pebbles. Sand pebbles? The sand pebbles. I don't know what the fuck that is. Steve motherfucking queen. Oh, you thought I was going to say big trouble in little China? You say Seinfeld party of four. Um, Keep going. Else? You name two things. Wayne's World 2. Okay. How many is that? That's three, four, four if you count I, sand pebbles. Sand pebbles counts. Which I, nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, well, fucking get on the IMDb. Can you name another thing? Uh, I probably could, now that you're putting me on the spot, though. Uh, no. I want to say Lethal Weapon 4, but probably not. Mm, that's not a bad guess. There's a lot yeah. of... Uh... Do you have... Did you, did you just print out his IMDb? <laughs> I, how could it? There's not enough paper in the world. <laughs> there's not enough... There's, there's not enough oh. Um, you got some more? Damn. I think he's been on Home Improvement. Home I, Improvement. I, I will... That sounds right. That feels right. It's really... Like, I feel like he's been on Home Improvement <laughs> at least once. Um, All right. Because he's, he's done... Like I said, he's done Seinfeld. He's done tons of, of shows where he's Asian guy at a restaurant. Well, here's what else he's in. He's in Blade Runner. He's in Tango and Cash. <laughs> he's in Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. <laughs> he's, uh, he plays May's father on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If... Uh, for really? All, for all those folks who watch Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. out there. Uh, he plays, uh, what's her name's butler in Chinatown and in The Two Jakes, one of the few actors uh, to, re- <laughs> to, to reprise his role in the Chinatown sequel, The Two Jakes, directed yeah. by uh, Jack Nicholson. The <laughs> Jack Nicholson was one of the only other people. In the, in the Chinatown continuity, yeah. 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 It's, it's not Chinatown <laughs> Legends, it's, it's Chinatown <laughs> canon. Yeah, fuck to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't do it without James Hong. Yeah. So uh, Von Nicholson would not let that happen. You you get James Hong in here, or I'm gonna shut the whole fucking thing shut down. It down. You get Bob Town on the phone. Tell him that the script's getting rewritten. If we don't get James Hong in here at nine a.m. tomorrow morning, sweetheart. Listen, have you seen the way I brush my fucking teeth? I don't It'll, fuck around. You'll wonder why no other man you've ever met brushes his teeth that way. <laughs> How many men that you know have you seen, bro? Uh, I don't know, like a hundred. A hundred? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Just open a can of worms about who you are. <laughs> <that I don't. laughs> 
battling a cold. I'm sorry oh, for my. God, if, I, if I laugh too hard, I'm going to cough. And also, I'm just covered in sweat right yeah, now. It's really it's warm. Very in warm in here. So back to songing so, around. So, so uh, Vong meets Spy Dad at a Chinese restaurant. Made or deed by James Hong. Yeah. They have a very loud and very articulate conversation about being KGB and CIA. Just yeah. kind of throwing files back and forth. Just like KGB, oh, blah, blah, blah. KGB. This, yeah, it had this... Gr- the uh, Alias Dad gave the, the great sense. I know... That you were, or did he say that you know that I know that I was looking at your fight? It was one of those, just mm-hmm, like, really? Mm-hmm. You're just having like a, a child, like a middle school fight over what you were doing. I saw that yeah. you saw seeing a lot of insinuations, a yeah. lot of jabbing, a lot of, uh, listen, you want to fuck my daughter? You want to fuck my daughter? Yeah. Why don't you try to fuck my daughter? Fuck my daughter. Yeah, fuck my see, daughter. See, I just pulled my gun out on you, throw it against the wall. Yeah, don't fuck my daughter. Victor Carver is so cool, though. Yeah. I don't know who he played in the original. Broadway cast of Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. but he was in it. Really? Yeah. Which I know because I I was recently looking at the uh, at the vinyl original Broadway cast recording. You open okay. it up, and Victor Garber's picture is huge, like nineteen seventy young a young man at the time. A young man, and you're like, oh yeah, he is a very good actor. <laughs> That's uh, I don't know why Sweeney Todd would be the bar for that, but well, we'll still call him Elias Dad, I guess. Well, some no, could, um, some would consider the. I don't call him Elias Dad to diminish his. Uh, his prowess. That's because I can't remember his character's name. The stamina required, uh, mental and physical, to sing and act on a stage night after night after night mm-hmm. to do bro- like a live Broadway shows yeah. is considered by many to be a, a highlight. Do you have the stuff as an actor? Yeah. All right. What's Alias Stad's character's real name? Ah, shit. His last name's Bristow, presumably. Jack. Jack feels right. I think it's Jack. We, we discussed this. I printed out... I. I, I Print out my flashcards uh, for these people. The six uh, characters in the show? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I keep... And I know who Alvin is. So like for Arvin. Arvin. Yeah. Yeah. Alvin, Arvin. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, Marcus Dixon. No Marcus Dixon. I think it's... No a, Marcus kinda, Dixon in this episode. And, and it drags. This episode dragged a little. Because yeah. I couldn't say because Mark... Marcus Misson. Marcus Misson was like, meh. Yeah. Marcus Misson. I couldn't tell what the hell was going on. Uh-huh. I'm like, wait. I was just confused. Like, so... It was Shepard's in, not working for the K Directorate. He just went to a mental institution, and the K Directorate infiltrated it. And we're like, "Oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get some." Uh, I guess just to uh, to protect Shepard. No, I think because they knew that he was S- he was an SD six agent, uh-huh. as is revealed uh, later in the episode. So they wanted to get information out of him. I think that's uh-huh. why they were torturing Sydney because they assumed that they, they talked, they had a little powwow, and he spilled some secrets that they wanted. I guess, are they also after so-and-so's body to find the FDL Mirobolgi device or whatever the fuck is going on? The Sydney getting tortured has the first subtitles of any scene in Alias, to my knowledge. Does it? Yeah, when uh, it's the interrogator talking to uh, some other guy. And that's, she calls out that he uh, has a Georgian accent, which the IMDb tells me that he does not. Uh, yeah. That actor is uh, like from Russia. IMDb says he has the Russian equivalent of a flat Midwestern accent. So, yeah, uh, he and I are like brothers. Yeah, it's what it, like I was thinking this whole time. The show, no, they were never expecting anyone to question a TV show, even if they were the people from Georgia who we were watching to be like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck?" They're not going to do anything about it. They're well, just going to be like, "Eh, it happens." Well, here's something that's interesting: is that so we're watching this streaming commercial free, mm-hmm. 15 years after the fact, with the Fine honed 
eagle eye for for irritating detail right. that the new millennium has thrust. Uh, yeah, and, this, is, uh, this is this is the the weight we carry. Yeah, and even so, we are having difficulty keeping characters' names straight. Oh, not only do we watch it, yeah. we then come we then to a room. It. Yeah, we, well, we we take extensive we take notes, notes. We, and we, then we talk yeah. about it for a while. Yeah, and then you live your life. I cobble it together into some sort of uh, coherent back and forth. Yeah, but you usually listen to it, yeah. and I certainly listen to it. And uh, we know this show better than anyone, barring J.J. Abrams yeah. at this point, I, I would bet. And even with that in mind, it's still occasionally incoherent. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, that's... Whenever I'm, I'm hard on us, whenever I'm like, why don't we remember who this person is? And could it be we're also burdened with the access to the internet on our phones or just other distractions that might pull us away because i've been from from watching the show i was very much distracted from this episode no i i i do not i am i I am so focused on the show in my notes and i'm a touch typist so i can just type away you're a touch typist it means i don't have to look at the keyboard so i can how what's your what's your ratio of errors to uh type it's pretty good yeah good for you 102 words per minute it's pretty good i took a class God damn. And then a test. The best administrative assistant in my book. Yeah. Um, 11 minute cold open. It's 11 minutes before the uh, before, we get, we, the before we get to the title. Can we do a thing with the show where we just do like a one minute rundown of what we talked about last week? Yeah. That's how every episode starts for this show. So far. So if, if we were going to do that for this episode, neither of us have listened to last week's recording, but what would be the sorts of things... And that's oh, in that episode. It'd have to be incoherent. It'd have to be. Oh, okay. The, it'd have to be like. All right. That's a, I think that would be the joke. It would just be like a string of asides. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's some things we could talk about? We could talk about how hot we are. <laughs> we could talk about uh, how we need to record this over again. I could be insecure about how nasal my voice sounds. Yeah, it's just like, what's going um, on? A lot of ums and like. Uh, it could just be a lot of just uh, like dead air pauses. Yeah. Which. Don't make it uh, for the final listener. Yeah, that's true. It's for the most of, part. Yeah. For the most part. Hard edits. Yeah. If you think that this is... If you uh, think we're just like two Walter Winchells in a room, rat-a-tat-tatting off each other, that's, that's yeah. not how... Yeah. <laughs> you, think, how you think that our natural repartee is like out of but, a... But, but, but we're here, and we're now. It's like out of a Preston Sturgis uh, screenplay. It's not... If anything, it's more David Mamet. Yeah. Because it's just like a lot of... Uh, and then uh, profanity. Yeah, oh yeah. They, yeah, we and our the, constant masculine competition, of course. A profanity, yeah, yeah. Just, just a furnace of profanity. Just a, this is a this is how men are with no apologies. Yeah, I'm like Ed Harris. Uh, you're like uh, Ed Harris. <laughs> Two Ed Harrises. Yeah. So they're back in the asylum. Uh, I'm wondering why John Hanna. Oh, he's playing it Scottish. That's interesting. And I learned. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a shepherd. Yeah. He's Scottish. Is he really? I had no idea. I figured, well, one, his name is John Hanna, which is hilarious. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a fake British person's name. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and two, I've only ever seen him play very uh, upper crusty, foppish. Uh, Englishman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's very Scotch. He's from the which, north. Which uh, all of our Scottish listeners will write in to say, it's not Scotch. And I'm like... I'm that, telling you in that accent, it's not Scott. <laughs> so Shepard is—he uh, sees the world in black and white. 
as a defense mechanism. Yeah. Which I thought that he was speaking poetically. <laughs> I seriously did. <laughs> and so uh, he's using uh, oil pastels, yeah. crepaws, to make a yellow sky on a drawing. She's like, why don't you get some real crowns? Yeah. And he's like, I'm all fucked up. I can't. She just doesn't have, you know, her. She's like, uh, why are you doing this right? He's like, ugh. Her life is so easy. Alias. Alias. You can judge. Like, remember when he gave, she gave Vaughn that, like, you don't know what it's like to have your someone die. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember my dad died. And then, yeah. I, and then now I'm going to, like, five separate funerals and yeah, filming it, each one. And now, uh, so now she's just John Hannah's like, yeah. yeah, SD6 put a chip in my brain. And she's like, oh, yeah. Eh, probably. Make this guy yellow. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Tipping report is jailbait assistance coming on a little strong. Yeah. Coming on a little... Uh, She's uh, being a little obvious. Yeah. A little... Uh, so she just invites herself to Thanksgiving? It's not clear. Yeah. Well, one, they didn't even tell us that it was a Thanksgiving episode until it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're watching this TV show. I, I would prefer... How, I, 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 God damn it. That's, well, that's how a, every Thanksgiving episode should be. That's how I feel about Thanksgiving in real life. Yeah. yeah. Is that I'm just like, it's November. Who gives a shit? And then yeah. I'm like, oh, Fuck! It's Thanksgiving. Am I going home? Or I've got to just yeah like sevens and he- sevens and sevens at someone's house. I I make a note here that at this point it feels like the show is really beginning to gel. Really? I think so. I feel like uh, you know we're not there yet in the show, but uh, I think with the revelation, they already dispense with the mystery of uh, the murder of yeah. Sydney's. A fiance. Just get that. Like, fu- yeah, it was this Rather guy. conveniently. Yeah, we sent you to him. And she's like, okay. It's like, I was like, I'll run outside and deal with it for they, a minute. And they she- really make her confront her humanity, which I guess is kind of her saving grace in this world of... As a character? Or, the, like, save, yeah, as a character who... Like that someone, she's relatable and, and just not a, a mean assassin? Yeah, she's struggling with her, her humanity above all. Yeah. I think, uh, other than just being an assassin or being her dad being a dick. And working for SD6 and like being, she's, she's being lied to in a lot of ways. And who knows? Maybe there's going to be more storylines, you know, like my boyfriend wants to be a singer. Maybe he's having an affair. <laughs> I hope so. Those hope are, so. those are weird and fun. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, kooky little just, Hey, guess what? Yeah. Have a little faith in me. Have a little as, faith in me. As flat as you can hear it. <laughs> as, uh, Alias and Shepard are escaping the asylum. They, she rigs up like a second key thing with a broom and it doesn't that really... That confused me as well. I was like, where would she get that second key? It doesn't work. And then this like music kicks in and it's like brassy orchestral music. They were, yeah, they were, all, they were all over the place with the music. Yeah. They have, like, the alias theme is just this like, fire starter, prodigy type mm-hmm. thing they're going for. And then like, they have this weird, almost out of place, like orchestral music while she's being tortured. Like think about the time you've heard that music, and it's usually when they're showing a mansion during like a storm, and they're here, you hear that like like those classic like thunderclaps from old films, and that's that's how it, it immediately like took me out of this. I'm mean, like, why why are we listening to this now? Why is this in the, in the scene, in the background? All right, so after she gets Shepard, she's like, I need you to turn the key with me. She gets Shepard, says she talks him up to it. They agree to go do it. And they turn the key, and immediately the music shifts. And they they make their escape. They get in the car, whatever. And then it's revealed that it's the music playing on Marshall's headphones. Oh, that's right. Which uh, the subtitles on Netflix describe as 
rock music. Rock music? Which uh, it's not even remotely. <laughs> even with the most loose, like my grandfather, in, any music recorded after 1955 sounded the same to him. It didn't matter yeah. if it was ACDC or the Beach Boys. It sounded like rock music. Not even my grandfather would think that this sounded like rock music. It was the most... <laughs> it's, like, well, uh, it's just noise. Yeah. So in uh, Marshall Flinkman, who in my notes I call dwarf hands, Yep. he looks more like a dwarf than ever. He, more like he's just a, a regular sized man and he's on a set that was built for people that like the median is like 6'4". Right. Like everyone in this world is 6'4". Mitchell, four. Mitchell, Mitchell. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. All right. So I, I went to the IMDb message boards yeah. for, for Kevin Weissman, who plays um, Marshall Flinkman. Mm-hmm. Nay, dwarf hands. Here are some of the message board thread subjects. I'm, I really hope that... that Sh- Mitchell, shut up. They're not anti-Semitic. Mitchell, Mitchell they? shut up. Dwarf Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, world's tallest M-word. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. M-word. I mean, hey. Easy. Uh, dwarf versus M-word. Mm-hmm. Is he an M-word? And these are dating back to 2006. Okay. So we have 10 years of message board threads, uh, the most recent of which is Dwarf Mel Gibson. <laughs> uh, so it's not just us, and I feel weird and guilty about it, and I'm sure Kevin Weissman, who is going to be on this show at some point... Yeah. We're going to be weird and awkward about it. And we're going to be like... I, th- I think we go with like, hey, this is what we've been saying. Put us in our place. We're sorry. And he'll say, I'm used to it. But you know what? I'm a very working actor. Yeah. I was in Better Call Saul. We're enjoying the fuck out of your performance. He's great. Yeah. But uh, Arvin... He, uh, Arvin he, comes... He uh, comes in. He says, uh, hey, you know that... Uh, what do they call it? They got a leak, a Trojan horse. What do they call it? We have, a they worm. They called a yeah, worm. I don't think Trojan horse was even known. Called a worm. Yeah, the Trojan horse is known back then. by then. Yeah. By the average, average by, by, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe where, not. Where, Maybe where, they wouldn't have put the, it in. Where a, did Clippy go? The, <laughs> I was using the computer. I was using Encarta, and, and then, my friend Clippy. I closed Encarta, and then the computer went away. You know, I wanted yeah. to get in. I wanted to write a letter, and Clippy's like, "You look like you're writing a letter." I'm like, "Yes, thank you, Clippy." Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, Clippy. So Arvin uh, comes up to Marshall Flinkman, and he says, uh, yeah, that worm, it was a security section drill. You're the only one who caught it. But, oh, Well done. And then there's a, a bunch of play about inflatable furniture. Yeah, doesn't he have like spinal bifida or something? Or, well, no, no, he has he's like scoliosis. mild scoliosis. Mild scoliosis. Yeah. Which doesn't explain why your head is so big and your hands are so small, and dwarf just hands. And why everything is just so much... It just seems, I don't know, it's like a perspective thing? Like the, it's like, absolutely not a perspective thing. Let's just thing. Like make all his furniture slightly like... No. I think, they're gas, I think this is what they're gaslighting. Gaslighting? You think they're gaslighting I think us? all of his... All the furniture around him is just maybe like a 0.5 larger than normal. So imagine if like... Oh, you had like a cu- like a, a cup, and it was just maybe like a scale ratio was like one to one point five. So it'd be like a normal cup in our hands. Uh, no, it would be a little bit bigger in our hands, but we wouldn't notice it. And all the chairs were a little higher. The table, uh-huh. everything was just slightly bigger. It was almost like indisputably. He's so. making the chef. This tastes good hand gesture yes. for the listener. If you ever seen a pizza box mm-hmm. with a man with a mustache, mm-hmm. he's it's wearing a, a big white hat. <laughs> he's from the old country, uh, just <laughs> covered in degradation and hate. Yeah. It he looks everything around him. 
Maybe it's just him. Maybe he has that effect of making all the furniture look smaller. I think so. Or larger. I don't think. I think that they cast Kevin Weissman. Is there like this guy has great chops. He, yeah. he has a nice flop sweaty quality about him. Yeah. He's very likable. So he seems like the sort of guy that could make a magic box that could reroute a CPU, whatever, through a monitor. Sure. And, and he and fucking Alan on Bad Bellaban is just like letting him flop around for his amusement. Like it's, Such it's, an asshole. It's okay. Such yeah. an asshole. Like just let him go on and stammer about his mild scoliosis and let him try to be accommodating. Uh, I feel okay, like we need Marshall. to start making the list of everything we know about Marshall. Yeah. Uh, number one, a terrible taste of music. Number two, <laughs> loves uh, apple. Fritters. Loves apple fritters. Yeah. Number three, mild scoliosis. Mild scoliosis. Which uh, this is quickly becoming the Dwarf Hands Q podcast, which is great. That's fine. I think we might have to. Have, we might uh, have to have separate nights where we just do. We're just going to focus on Marshall Flinkman. Marshall Flinkman, we do... Marshall Flinkcast. So Sydney's at the uh, the safe house in Romania yeah. with Shepard. Uh, she calls Spy Dad on like a Nokia, <laughs> which I liked. I'm like, oh, I remember that phone. Yeah. I had that in my car in case yeah. it was stranded on the side of the road. You only use Ziploc it... bag. Yeah, it was, it was a Virgin Mobile. Only use it for emergencies. The battery would last for like three months if you never used it. And uh, so, so yes, yeah, Shepard reveals that he knows... Sydney's name because he's a bad spy. Yeah. Uh, and then he explains that he saw it on a birthday photo in the, when he was in his hypnotic trance on his way to murder her fiance. The shittiest birthday photo. Like the, the most like, oh yeah, this is going to be a plot point yeah. someday. Yeah. Yeah. The, the photo is mostly going to be of your banner. Yeah. <laughs> while you're at the bottom. And you're going to make the most awkward, yeah. disinterested face. Well, that's everyone. Everyone's face is kind of disinterested at their own birthday party. Well, and also, you know how uh, in your, your home as an adult, how you have framed photos of your childhood birthday parties? Yeah. Wait, was it her childhood or was it? I felt like it was maybe like. Was it? I was in my head. I was picturing her as like 12. Well, maybe that's why she looked weirder. I yeah, was, like I a thought child. It was a bad would. photo. Like, oh, you're just a child. I think it was. A, I think it was like a, a photo of her as a child. Yeah. Um, In this photo, you kind of look like a dwarf Mel Gibson. <laughs> like, no. Nah. I need to start the, uh, the the Jennifer Garner IMDb thread of uh, dwarf Jennifer Garner, dwarf. and then find her on Tinder. Yeah. Swipe and write. When, um, when were you Hillary Swank's uh, body double for the next Karate Kid? That, that's the thread we'll start. Okay. Yeah. It'll be a good one. Swiping right. Uh, so the. Uh, flashback to the murder it's in black and white which again i thought was an artistic choice because it was a flashback right now i'm like oh it's because he sees black and white because of his murderer conditioning his murder yeah uh but i thought the sequence was awesome it was point of view it had cool music i was like all right it's kind of like uh fucked up seeing a guy kill another guy through yeah. that guy's eyes we see him get shot which i guess in my viewing of the pilot episode i thought his throat was slit i'm sticking all- with the slit throat yeah I think there's someone didn't do their um, continuity I, checks right. I, I think they did, and they were like, "It's yeah. kind of fucked up. This guy getting his throat slit and shot. They wanted, they really wanted him dead. Yeah, which is that's, that's what happens when you just when you do a burglary when someone happens to be in the uh, the apartment. Well, that's what they do with the uh, with feed cows, right? Anyway, with feed cows. Yeah, and then uh, McCullough, who I had to look up, is Angus Grimm. He's the guy who programmed. Yeah, who's McCullough? He's uh, Angus Grimm, the guy who. Um, is interviewing Spy Dad uh, in the first or second episode. 
where he's like, well, I have to go do my psychological test. Oh, wait, and then um, he just he pieces out of it like halfway through. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, no, it's not. It's a, he just died. The actor just died recently, right? From yeah, the phantasm. Like, um, yeah, just a few months ago. Yeah, rest in peace, Angus Krim. Angus Krim. This is- uh, episode is dedicated to the memory of Angus Krim, yeah. the tall man from Phantasm, uh, McCullough from Alias, and probably some other things. Many things. Many yeah. things that are worthy of celebration elsewhere. Uh, mourn you until I join you. Is that what you say? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to mourn Angus Grimm until I join Angus Grimm. Mourn you till you join you. <laughs> Alias tells everything to Shepard. Yeah. Everything. I was about to like give this episode credit. No. Because I'm like, oh, this is just assuming that the audience knows. No, you can't assume that the audience... Like you, like you pointed out, you can't assume that the audience knows things, is paying attention. Yeah. Is is following a television show at a time when there's really nothing else to distract you from the television? But uh, <laughs> we're still lost, so yeah, I get it. She, these things have to be repeated because we're dullards, dullards yeah. with poor attention spans. I get it, but it's like now you're revealing things to the last person you should be revealing yeah. things to. Yeah, no, like uh, Alias, you're a bad spy. You, yeah, you just like, and it's it's brought to your attention. You're a bad spy, but you're a very pretty lady. Yeah, <laughs> that's on her performance review. Is not for nothing. And then what happens? We cut to Los Angeles. Arvin is debriefing Sydney. Yeah. We're riding toward Bulgaria. The guy fucking jumps off a train into a river. Yeah. Cracking wise about Bulgarian culture, and then yeah. boom, out the window. He sees that river. For splash. Sydney <laughs> says, "I can't stand lying to anyone anymore." It's like, but I bet you're gonna have to lie to everyone. That's your goddamn job. You're a it was spy. your goddamn job before you got people Holy killed. Holy shit! People started to die, and then you're like, oh, I guess I gotta lie. Sydney's meeting Vaughn at their weird sort of storage locker location. Yeah. It's the same as in the last episode where they met Fontanetta. Non-disclosed location, right? It's seven. it's uh it's a storage locker somewhere in yeah the greater Los Angeles. Uh, I want to say the city of industry area. Maybe. Could I, be. I don't know the... Uh, Could be out in the valley. The eastern Los Angeles landscape that well. Yeah, the, mm. the valley, the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Bond says that the SD6 worm is turning out to be a gold mine. In terms of what? He says, this SD6 worm, it's a gold mine. It's a gold mine. Mine so, gold. So I'm thinking that that is our first clue, that Vaughn is a double agent or mole yeah. from SD6 to the CIA. Oh... Because oh, it seems like he's, uh, I don't know who else is tracking the, the extraction, the data extraction process from the SD6 servers to the CIA. Right. But Vaughn is like, yeah, it's working great, yeah. which seems like bullshit. I mean, obviously it's bullshit because we know that SD6 caught it. Did they, though? Yeah. Is that what the... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is that what the dwarf hands did? Yeah. The fucking... The, our little time bandit? <laughs> <laughs> that's That's not nice. Why has that not, not? Oh, but Dwarf Mel Gibson is at least Time Bandit has. I didn't contact. say Dwarf Mel Gibson. An IMDb guy said that. You and those guys are all terrible. You were fighting back the most because I couldn't believe it. Chuckles that you could because ever I could God damn it! Because I couldn't believe that somebody would say that into a keyboard and the keyboard would put that on the internet. Oh, I'm an asshole. There's other assholes. Hey, let's just vote Republican. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alias and Vaughn, they both have their pagers because it's 2001. Right. And then Sydney goes, oh, shit. Because 
it's a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, that's who that's hey. who paged her, right? It was Francie. Francie. Francie paged alias. Just like get get alias. done with get done with your bank business. What, it's time what, to eat. What are you doing with your uh, with your grad school? Yeah, it's Thanksgiving. I'm fricasseeing a turkey. I thought, thought fricasseeing was like a slang word that you heard in Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah, like yeah, succotash. You, 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 yeah, succotash isn't a real thing, right? Succotash is a real thing. Neither is fricassee. No, succotash and rhubarb are real things. I don't think so. Yeah, they are. Fricassine is something you threaten to do to some type of animal or person that has harangued you, and you'd also like to get even and eat them. Yeah. But anyway. You smack their bill really hard, and it spins around their yeah, head. Yeah, it just does that like diving board sound for you. Yeah. Well, anyway, Francie's just fricasseeing away. With limited success. France and Alias ate a turkey. They drink like a fishbowl of wine together. Yeah. <laughs> like the other like, biggest wine glasses we've ever seen. I, I was like, wait a minute. Are, did we just like, like walk it, into an Amy Schumer sketch? Like, yeah. What, it, it, turned, it turned into the Today Show. Yeah. Just Kathy and Hoda drinking wine. Out of, be uh, drinking wine, dog. Uh, who can blame them? Wine's delicious. Yeah. Who could blame them? You, you have a glass that big, you fill it to the brim. That's true. You say you say I only have one glass of wine. I filled that fucking glass of wine. I remember? Do you ever? Did you ever pour drinks for someone as a kid? You're like I want to be helpful. Then no. Pour you a glass of soda, and you would just pour that shit to no, where I... they, like the person was trying to be sweet and like not being like what the fuck is wrong with you. But they, but they try to walk away with the soda you poured for them, and they're just tiptoeing because it's literally filled to the brim. The surface tension just has the yeah, the weird yeah. bubble of. Uh, what have you on the... No, I've never done no, that. No, well, that's how I pour wine, and that's how, if you have one of them big fancy glasses of wine, that's how you should be pouring it. Is fancy <laughs> like a portmanteau of fancy and fancy? Like a fancy glass of wine and fancy, the character on Alias, who's, we could, who drinks could too be. much wine? A fancy glass of wine? Fancy with it. We can just post photos of ourselves with giant glasses of wine getting fancy with it if you want. We should, because I, like, yeah. I like wine. I do, too. I like giant glasses. So Will takes his jailbait intern to Thanksgiving, and uh, she got carded at the liquor store. She, uh, okay, so we see her in an earlier scene, kind of just having fun. She's flirting. Flirting. No, she's flirting hard. She's flirting. Yeah. And he's just like, uh... Will's being professional about it. (laughs) So so Will and his intern show Mm up, and uh, intern says she got carded, so she has to bring cider. Sydney's cool about it. Yeah. She says, we have enough wine. Look at this fishbowl that I'm carrying around. Oh, no. We talking, let's talk about the scene where Sydney answers the door. No, we're not. God damn it. We're, we're not, not there, there yet. No. So then Sydney pulls the power move with the intern of asking uh, Will if that's the sweater oh. she bought him for Christmas. And discuss that power move. Well, it's a whole thing. It's a, which is the entirety kinda, of my notes. She does the, it's a whole thing. She does the fingertip to open palm. From fingertip to palm, like place on the shirt and then drag oh, down. I, I like, didn't even, oh, is this a sweater I got you? I didn't even notice like, the body language. Listen, yeah. girl, you don't know who you're fucking with. He is my property. Yep. Uh, he'll fuck me in front of you. Yep. But and it's not that kind of show. He'll fuck me in front of you and you'll fucking take notes and you'll thank me for the, the pleasure. And the intern acts like she's cool with it, but yeah. she's oh, totally no, 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 not no, no, cool no, no. with it. And then uh, Charlie, oh, he says, uh, somebody's got to bang the glass. Somebody's got to do this bang. This nice. year, it's me. And then he proposes to Francie at Thanksgiving. I was really hoping he'd be like, Francie. I'm, I'm, you, I'm super gay. Would you? <laughs> that would, whole thing about no, me no, being no. a singer, it wasn't code. It's exactly <laughs> what you thought it was. I wanted to be a singer. Just, no, I, so the, my, my thing was, like, I was like, the joke was, I'm really hoping he'd be like, Francie, 
would you please do me the honor of telling me truthfully if this ring is worthy of my keyboard player? Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will's intern overcome by the romance. Mm. She kisses him on the mouth. Oh, that was like And the he we- says, watch your tongue. Yeah. What? Shut up, Will. You don't need to say what? that. You could, you, could, you could play the... First of all, you're just being an asshole. Like, you're, you're being an asshole. Don't call it out, because then you seem like a jerk both to mm-hmm. to intern mm-hmm. and the alias. Yeah, it's it's clumsy at best. Yeah. There's a knock on the door. Oh, who could it be? It's Spy Dad. It's Spy Dad. Alias? With a... Uh, uh, here's here's my, my Victor Garber. A handful of paperwork. Alias? It's Thanksgiving. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Nixon here. I like it. But I have documents clearing my... Suspicions. I have my enemies list. I right. would like to share it with you. You won't even believe who's on it. So he says the I've been cleared of involvement with the KGB. Yeah. Here's the file. The FBI was hot after me in '77 because of Boyson Lee, which uh, you might Apparently know is a movie. The Falcon and the Snowman. Yeah. Timothy Hutton, Sean Penn. When was when did this movie come out? 85, uh, directed by John Schlesinger, who also directed Midnight Cowboy. Um, So yeah, the Falcon's about like a guy who was in the falconry and was a spy. The Snowman's about a guy who sold cocaine and was a spy. Really? (laughs) Yes. Uh, It's it's that simple. Sounds like a wonderful mid-80s sitcom. It wasn't. It should have been. It wasn't. It was an international intelligence super drama. Uh, which was later dramatized into a thing starring Sean Penn and Timothy Hutton. Spy Dad cops to the fact that uh, since the FBI was after him and he was taking evasive maneuvers, alias Mom's death was uh, his fault. Yeah, he's like, hey, you know what? I, I could have at least put, told her to put her seatbelt on. <laughs> you see, you see, you've seen a bullet. That's the, the yeah. first thing those fuckers do is like, there's going to be a up, chaser. Yeah. yeah, let's all put our lap belts because that's <laughs> safe. That's, before Nader came along and yeah. made everything a lot safer for all of us. Yeah, fucker. Rest in peace. <laughs> and uh, so then Spy Dad and Alias, they wish each other a happy Thanksgiving. Easy, he was begging to be let in, right? Like, hey. I I'm- think so. But uh, I feel like with Francie, it's a little weird. With everyone, it's a little weird. Well, I think with Francie knows that like yeah. the things are weird. But it's like... He's like, well, I'm just gonna get, like go home to my studio apartment and you know watch my uh, my James Bond DVDs, yeah. whatever the fuck Spy Dad does. It's depressing as hell. Yeah, what does he do? He listens to the original cast recording of Sweeney Todd. Yeah, he thinks totally. about being a young man before his back started to hurt all oh. the time. And uh, before you look like a, ironically. If dwarf hands looks like a dwarf, he kind of looks like an elf that like got yeah. granted full adulthood. He has that like pointy head with like a little white tip of hair, or a Tolkien elf that has been banished to Middle Earth. Yeah, you're no longer welcome in the higher realms until you cast yourself on the uh, the seas. That how that works in Tolkien land. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so we cut back to Credit Dauphine. Uh, they found Parkinshaw's body in the. In the marshlands yeah. between Texas and Louisiana, which I can't believe. If they did that now, that would be a whole true detective Yeah, it's like it's a mega It's just true detective. Like, I was so excited. They're going to do a whole true detective thing before, like, 12 years, 13 years before true detective did it. And they didn't. No. They, uh, they, they had this opportunity to get on board the sweet true detective bandwagon 13, 14 years in advance. 
and they say, ah, plot device. We're just well, he's ah. just there. We just needed to know where he was. We just needed to throw Alias into ah. some situation where he's con- she's confronted with lies and betrayal. Ah. She has to deal with it. It's not too similar from the last episode scene where she had to watch uh, Marcus blow up the building and she's just like sobbing. He's like, yeah, yeah. let's go. Helicopter. Let's go, Elias. And yep. she's having an emotional moment. It's the same thing. And uh, so uh, Starvin Arvin says to Elias, we've decoded the thing. There's, There's a new DNA. Here's this shitty little. There's a new Rambaldi artifact yeah. in Tunisia. Here's your next thing, Elias. You're in disguise as a scout for the Marissa Foundation, which is looking for grant candidates. So you're you're going to Tunisia to a university that's researching the Rambaldi artifact that they found. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's the deal. I'm assuming that when the next episode opens, Alias is in Tunisia as a an academic researcher type. Yeah. I don't know. But what's the most important part of this? Gina Espinosa's back. She's she's on the case. She's like uh, Carmen San Diego. Yeah, you can't catch her. And uh, the CIA they want photographs of the Rambaldi artifact. Uh, Vaughn says a sub mini camera is going to be replaced. It's going to be a sub mini camera is going to be put in her hotel room Bible. This look how I'm imagining like the book camera in Troop Beverly Hills. I I wish uh, the internet could see how hard I'm shrugging my shoulders (laughs) at this. Like, uh, whatever. It's pretty silly. Yeah. And uh, she's wearing knee high boots for some reason. And it just looks sexy as hell. But uh, that's to be expected. Will's editor. Oh, yes. We have. uh, She says, all right, you got my, uh, why don't you go ahead with the story? Hey, you got what you wanted. I want you to do the story. But and now you're backing down because Will's, you're afraid. Yeah, well, it's like things have changed. I'm backing down. Yeah. I'm afraid. And she's like, well, I'm going to give it to someone else. Yeah, it was someone else with frostier tips because they're looking kind of dull. Yeah. He needs like, to refrost those bad boys. You're 26 and you've got a hot bod for a fine young twink. But guess what? There's a 23-year-old. Hey, the T word. We're trying to be civil here. Hey, I'm an erstwhile twink. What's I can say erstwhile mean? It means former. Former. <laughs> Dictionary definition. Right. There's a 23-year-old twink with even frostier tips with an even hotter bod, and he's going to write this story. Cut back to Elias in her apartment. She has a postcard from Shepard with blue skies. With blue instead, skies. Instead of yellow. What does it say? Nothing it says, but blue skies. It says something about, thank you for helping me see blue skies. Yeah, like I was a plot contrivance, and I'm out of the way now. I appreciate you. For two guys that are paying... Really close attention to the show. Yeah. Closer attention than anyone's ever paid. Right. We should have made note of that. This is kind of a uh, episode now. You seem to be really into it. I was just like... I think this is the best episode so far. Really? Yeah. Um, I, In terms of like actually being a good thing, I don't think it was the most fun episode so far. Yeah. Because um, it lacked all of those things that are what we'll call retarded. <laughs> um, but like For, in terms of like actually being he did like, air quotes everybody at home yeah, so you can't be offended. That's that's how you know that you have no right to be offended. Yeah. I was quoting a less enlightened person calling a thing retarded. That wasn't like a fire that was put out too early. Yeah. Yeah, this was more like a real episode of a modern day TV show. Usually the show is like a, just a weird fun but like yeah. a weird disaster i think this feel this still had the feel of an episodic tv show which it was so it's not mm-hmm. really something you can't put it down for something that it is that has to constantly remind you of what it's trying to do and when yeah. it's reminding you you get 
you kind of tune out in the parts where it's reminding you. Like as you said, there's right, like right, subtitles right. where it has to be like, oh, it was Georgian. Or like, oh, I have to like tell John Hanna, ever, Sydney? No, that's her name. What's Who's this guy again? Shepard. Shepard. There's an S word. I was right. I have to tell this guy everything because it also kind of explains to the audience. It gives them a reminder of like who I am and, mm-hmm. and what I'm about. So that, that still was just like, eh. I don't know. This episode really kind of bored. Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> is, uh, this our, is this our first uh, divergent uh, or disagreement where you have one opinion of the episode and I'm just like, meh, could not care less. Yeah. And uh, I wanted that goddamn ring not to be for Francie, but to be to for the woman that believed in him, that would play the goddamn piano for him. That's who it goes to. Francie didn't... She couldn't understand. He had to pretend he was going to law review. Yeah. So, so he could be a bad singer. Yeah. So he can just... And make just, no money. Just, 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 just question, to just pretty much rule him out as anyone you'd want to marry. <laughs> like, there you go. Now that you know who yeah. I really am. Yeah. It's like, look, I'm a bad singer and probably a closeted homosexual. Let's... Uh... You've, you've gone into the apartment. You can, you, can, you can feel it shake as the train goes by. Uh, you've turned on the faucets. There's nothing coming out. Nothing coming sign out. Sign the fucking lease. Here it is. Open the box. Sign the lease. Open open the box. Sign the, the wedding lease. ring. Oh, that's what I thought. Maybe that's how leases came in Los Angeles. Like yeah. in a lacquered box. A lacquered box delivered by a butler. Everything by nice James Hong. Yeah. Ah, your lease. That's your lease. It's like you're from Minneapolis. Why do you sound like this? Well, you know, it pays very well. Eh, well, I talk to the director, tells me I do what the director says. <laughs> You're no different. We're both whores. We leave with a note that uh, there's more than one mole in SD6. Oh. Who I'm assuming are Alias and Spy Dad. That's what they know. Yeah. And Wait, who knows? Arvin. Arvin thinks that... Is, does Arvin already suspect that it's... Arvin and Elaine. Elaine, the uh, guy on the phone. Okay, we, we don't, don't we, we don't know who this is. This is just someone who's he's a guy who he was investigating just, the leak with SD six in the previous episode. Arvin called him and was like, "Hey, I think I got a leak," but we don't hear his voice. We don't hear like a murr, murr, murr. we don't even like. We I don't think know we might. Anything. I think we might in this episode. Okay, or maybe we just hear McCullough's voice. Yeah, but Arvin says no, no, because he's talking to someone. He says McCullough's going to draw the moles out. Oh. Um, and he clearly suspects something from Sydney because this uh, the acting on has. this is yeah. a little more subtle than it normally is. It's not just you think so big clown face pantomime. You don't think she was like? I felt the the explanation of someone who knows that they're guilty. He just jumped out. The, he just, that's what whoops. I mean. Is that Arvin was like no uh-huh. one? Yeah. Okay. Like he's like no one could survive a fall from that. And he's like, well, if we do find them, also and she wasn't even like yeah. You'll find them, and you'll just interrogate that dead body. And he says to uh, Spy Dad, he's like, I've always considered Sydney something of a daughter myself. Yeah. Just kind of like, yeah, really like, hey, he's got something in mind. Guess who's been there for her? Not you. Yeah. Old Arvin has. Mm. Well, that's it. That's um, it. Oh, well, I think... I just threw down my notes if you couldn't you hear threw down some. You threw down your notes, but I yeah. think there's some interesting foreshadowing as to your point of Arvin knowing what's going on. Yeah. Are we going to see a, an instance where Arvin tests Sydney's metal, makes, maybe makes her have to make a choice between proving her loyalty and harming uh, Marcus? That's... I'm sure we will. Yeah, that's going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough act to watch if anything happens to Marcus. You don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. We're gonna. Uh, what we're going to do? Text is, you like, 
You're going to be like, what's that mean? Like, oh, I don't want to spoil anything. And you're going to be like, fuck you. I know <laughs> Marcus is dead, isn't he? Is it just going to be a capital R? That's, yes. how, that's how I know? I think maybe like this would be like an A, G, 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 and then a couple of R's. Well, what we'll do is uh, when or if uh, Mantis Dixon dies, and he's definitely going to die, is that's when we do our uh, interseasonal Mantis podcast. Mantis podcast? Which is all on Netflix. Is it? No, yeah. it's not. Or not on Netflix, I'm sorry. Our interseasonal Mantis podcast, which is all on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we can catch up, with, or we could buy the DVDs, which I learned. <laughs> like $7,000. It's, it's the most expensive item on Amazon.com are, is the complete Mantis season on DVD. <laughs> it's, it's like $400 for the complete Mantis. For DVD, for a box set of DVDs that you're going to get, and the corners are going to be just... They're going to be bent, bent, and it's not going to play correctly, yeah. and you're going to throw it away. Yeah. It's going to have typos. Uh, so, uh, yeah, look for that. Maybe between season one and two, maybe between season two and three. We don't know when Mantis is going to die. We don't know when, when Mantis Dixon dies. You will know. Yeah, and there will be a Mantis, a Mantis podcast to yeah. help us. E- to, to, that, that's our coping mechanism. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that's about it for us. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Final Frontiers. Or if you want to email us, at FinalFrontiersPod at gmail.com. Uh, any notes? Any corrections? Any, any corrections? Any strong feelings? We're recording these way in advance. If you're Mel Gibson and you're pissed about something, then let us know. <laughs> If you're dwarf Mel Gibson and you're pissed about something, please let us yeah. know. Please come on to the show. Check that red exclamation point so we know to read it right away. It should be in all caps. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I've realized recently that we're recording these way in advance of anyone hearing them. Yeah. So I feel like depending on listener response, which may or may not be zero. Yeah, uh, we're, we're betting on zero to like five people that will just tell yeah. us the show sucks to our face. and or To our face. Yeah, they'll be like, hey, man. They'll find us at Comic-Con where we will have a panel. Yeah. And they'll say, dudes. Dudes. Not very good. Nah, 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 man, nah. But I, I feel like maybe we'll have an interstitial episode at some point where yeah. uh, we, we take listener response. Yeah, well, And then cool. we could drop it in as a 2.1. 2. 3.2. <laughs> 37.8. Uh, We're going to get very decimal friendly. Yeah. Decimal uh, friendly. We'll even do like 0.3. We'll do law, Library of Congress style. There'll be a second line starting with... Well, like you letter. studied that shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got your master's in, a Dewey Decimal, right? Nah, I got the Library of Congress, baby. That's the, that's the one that you, the real folks play with. Dewey Decimals for children at the public library. All right. Uh, my Will name is... Pegged? <laughs> No, that's the last thing I want. Oh, Lord. All right, so until next time, uh, my name is Matthew. And I'm Mitchell, thanking Matthew once more for the wonderful editing he does with this podcast. And I am thanking Mitchell for the thanking that he does me. Good night. <laughs>